Hey guys, welcome to the One and Done podcast, where it's all about young people being successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas, and we're excited to have y'all with us today. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode number 20, the last episode of season number one of the One and Done podcast. Today, I have Tucker Hood. He's the Senior Director of Sales at Insured Mind, uh, a tech startup on the insurance space. They're a great company. I love I love uh, getting to know people in this insurance industry. And so, Tucker, it's a tech month. That's what we have going on. A bunch of tech people have come on. And so I wanted to bring you on today. Uh, welcome to the show. Jackson, thanks so much for having me, man. Uh, always good to hang out with a fellow Texas native and super excited to be on the show. Uh, episode 20, last of the season. Uh, some would say best for last. I don't know about all that. But, uh, <laughs> excited to be here regardless. Yeah, I better say, if, if not, uh, if not, hopefully nobody overlooks this right to season two. We'll make sure season two, episode one's not very good. They'll come back and listen to you. You're fine. <laughs> there you go. Hey, man. Well, uh, first thing I want to do is to introduce you. And then I want to talk a little bit about, obviously, Insured Mind and what you guys do. So uh, with that being said, just introduce the audience to you, who you are, kind of your story from maybe high school on until where you're at now. Yeah, so I uh, grew up halfway across the country in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, was a young gun from a young age. I mean, I was always trying to sell something, um, always trying to, to get some money for, you know, the next Xbox game or Pokemon card or whatever it was when I was 8, 10 years old. Um, you know, amongst chasing girls at that age, but, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, entrepreneurship started, uh, when I was 10 or 11, you know, I was cutting grasses, I was, you know, painting fences and stuff, but, uh, my grandma owned an antique shop in Cornwall, Indiana. And I called grandma up and I said, Hey, you know, I'm looking for some more full-time type employment, especially during the summer. I want to make some extra money. And she said, she'd give me four bucks an hour and you know, under the table, and I hopefully the IRS is not listening <laughs> there, but, um, child, child you know, labor laws, right? So, uh, so started working with grandma, and I did everything from you know clean out old sheds and uh, you know clean gutters to price antiques, go to estate sales. I learned how to do business taxes at a really young age. Worked the cash register, uh, you know, met people face to face, and then from there, I've had sales jobs ever since. So. Um, you know, grew up in a, in a small town, had family that was entrepreneurial, luckily enough, and um, I guess had a drive to at least make money. And then it's been, how can I get better from there? Absolutely. So did you go to college? I did. I went to Indiana University. Uh, we studied a little bit. We, we had a lot of fun. Indiana University. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. A great school. I cheer for y'all like three times a year, man. I, I don't like Ohio State, so I always <laughs> want Indiana to win. There you go. And I, I don't know, we were a basketball school up until like the last couple of years. Now for some, I, I don't know, we used to just go to the tailgates and not go to the games, but now people actually go, it's, it's changing rapidly. Well, um, so I, I met Tucker through obviously both of us being in the insurance industry. He has a really cool product. Um, we were looking at it and, um, I said, you know, how old are you? You look young. He's I'm 28. I said, perfect. You're going to fit. You're going to fit the podcast then. And uh, I think you will, because you're an example of somebody who has worked their way up in a company uh, at a young age and somebody who found themselves in a really unique position uh, in a unique company in a unique industry. And so I want you to share more about that today. So if you don't mind, kind of break down for everybody just what insured mine is and kind of what your day to day responsibilities look like. Yeah. And, and just to take it a step back, you know, I, I came out of college. Um, didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be in something that was uh, rapidly changing, 
uh, where I would have always have a job and, and opportunities to grow. And that's why I started at te in tech. Um, and I started in a S SDR role, sales development representative role, where, you know, you're making cold calls, you're doing cold emails, you're doing social outreach to set meetings for your account executives, which are your closers. You know, my goal was always to get there as quickly as possible, which I was able to do. So, you know, I've had the chance to be a part of a couple different early stage startups going from the first one, I was employee 16. Uh, we went to about 60 employees and then got acquired. Uh, another one, we went from 15 to 75 employees. I left that company. They've since been acquired by Cisco. Um, and, you know, I, I was going to a bigger company, uh, more of just a number. Hey, I, I don't have to work as hard. I can chill a little bit. Um, was, you know, driving around doing some road trips, which is a ton of fun. But, you know, I, I knew I still had more uh, left in the gas tank. And uh, I do love just building. Um, and being somewhere where I can make an, a real impact, whether it's on the revenue uh, or the people around me or the product that we're building or, you know, build something that may end up getting acquired. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons that that's, that's cool today. So, you know, COVID had hit. Uh, I had 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 some ups and downs uh, over a year, and, and I was kind of ready just for change in general, uh, a little bit stagnant in, in the job that I was at um, and kind of ready to to make a, a move uh, job-wise to make a move uh, physically. So got recruited by our CEO, Roshan. Um, Great guy, by the way. Shout out to yeah. Roshan. Yeah, Roshan's, Roshan's a cool dude for sure. Very, very passionate. Uh, we, we love him here for that. And uh, I was somewhere in the Keys at that point, and I was uh, working, you know, a couple hours a day on the beach, and, um, you know, it was, it was fun. I was working in big enterprise software companies. So... And we started talking and going back and forth. And, you know, he, he brought the startup Tucker back out of me and I moved from Indianapolis to Dallas. And, you know, I've done it. I've done the write up, you know, at software, very, you know, quick going software companies before as an individual contributor. Uh, but I do have the chance now to do it as a leader. So, you know, while I still do have my hand in sales every day, um, I'm onboarding, I'm training, um, and I'm, I'm more excited on this one to help those around me. I know we've talked about that a little bit, Jackson, on, you know where we want our careers to go it's you don't always have to be that front runner um you can you can lead in different ways and help those around you absolutely yeah uh, we'll talk a little bit about what insured mine is obviously you know you have such a vast background in the technology space and i think people not all the not all the time do people look at technology in an industry that they should get into right there's not necessarily uh, your traditional degrees to get into that i know there's a little bit with computer engineering and uh, some other degrees but this is something more you find yourself into, in my opinion, uh, specific to like insurance in your case, where you you weren't in an insurance industry and now you are. You found you know the love and desire for that based on tech, and I think tech is is a really cool industry because it, it parallels with another industry. It has to, and in that way, you get to you get to meet and uh, greet new people and uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, Jackson. Really, the only thing I knew about insurance is. You know, State Farm was switching my rep every four months and sending me a, a letter about it. And, you know, I knew that if I had a policy claim, I could call an 800 number. I mean, that's that's literally as much as I knew about insurance. But, you know, I did know technology, I understood sales and marketing. And um, to be honest with you, insurance is kind of a step back, which um, is not, you know, a, a brag or anything saying that I'm I'm beyond anything or, or any of these other companies have. But you know, insurance has been done a certain way for a long time. Um, and those that speed up and those that 
capitalize on technology and you know run a business the way you know I see uh, insurance agencies like your yours running them, they will excel and, and just blow past everyone else. Um, so yeah, I've learned a ton about everything from what an X date is and what that means to uh, running a cross sell process, a renewal process. Um, you know, why pipeline management is important and, and how leads are managed today, you know, in an insurance business and how it should be done. Um, but bigger than that, I, I think the insurance industry in general has always been very policy focused. It's been, you know, producer and commission focused. And really, you know, like any industry, we need to focus on the customer journey, which is where I, I see InsuredMind having a, a big impact as a customer relationship management platform. Absolutely. And we're going to get more into what you guys do for just a minute. But I do want to say that we've had multiple insurance agents on so far throughout this year. And, and, and one of the questions we're going to get to in a minute, which is what has technology done for your industry? That's why I ended this season with technology. I think it's something that's taking over the world, right? And in our industry, I think that there's two different types of technology. There's the technology trying to replace the people like myself, the agents, the ones who are customer facing. And then there's technology like yours, which is is to parallel with the producer, to parallel with that relationship equity that I have with my clients and to help that process go smoother and to allow us to uh, have a better relationship with our clients and a better uh, understanding of what that relationship should look like moving forward. And so that's one thing I love how, about having you on today is you, you represent the good guys in our mind, right? In the technology industry, which is somebody who wants to parallel along another industry to help them be more successful. So with that being said, tell us more about insured mine. How did it start? Uh, what is it, what is it based on and what is it kind of developing into? Yeah, you know, I don't want to name names, uh, but I will. I mean, you know, we're not the hippos. We're not the lemonades of the world. We're not trying to, you know, take something off a producer's plate. We're trying to make let's, it more plentiful, but let's just say we, this right now. If your insurance company is the name of an animal, call your local independent agent, specifically a Rollo insurance agent, if you can, and let's get that shopped out for you because it's probably not very good. Right. You know, their, their turn rates are just out of control. So that says enough about it already. But yeah. And, you know, for me, it's it's how can I make people more productive? Um, how can I make them more efficient? Because, you know, even as a sales rep and software, I may be in 10, 15 different software platforms every day um, if I'm really savvy. Um, and that's alongside an agency management system, right? So an agency management system, the policy, the commission side, really, really good. But when it goes to the go-to-market side, it goes to what's in my current book of business, what opportunities do I have in the future, uh, what opportunities do I have as far as cross-sells, win-backs, X-dates, how do I target around that, how do I see that all in one place, how do I build that that journey with that customer, that's where we want to make you know producers, CSRs, everybody but accounting and HR essentially more efficient. Um, and that's where the, the CRM comes into play, um, is actually giving you a high level, a low level view um, of, of what you have, what you might need, um, and, and where you should take your business. Data should always tell us a story, right? Um, and that's how I, I run with my team every day. I'm, I'm always trying to crunch the numbers, always trying to look into the data. When it comes to like a pipeline review of, hey, what do we think is gonna close? I'm like very, very structured about the way that I do that. And my, my reps would tell you that. And I believe that that causes efficiency uh, and that that causes growth. And, you know, that's what I want for other insurance agencies, because again, as as consolidation through M&A happens, um, as technology grows to, to try and maybe negate 
the independent insurance agent. It's it's how do we fight back to help make these folks stronger? And that's where insured mind comes into play. Absolutely. And, and like I said, love it. Love the fact that technology is trying to work alongside us and make our make our lives easier and to help us to read through that data in, in a clear and concise way to help our customers. Really, really, the business you work in is a customer relationship. It's, it's talking about technology, but it's 100% a customer relations product. Um, yep. I do want you to kind of zoom out for just a minute from insured mind to just the technology space in general. And obviously, you'll have a lot of experience there. But, you know, we have a lot of college students who listen to this and they are thinking about getting into a technology company. What is some advice that you're going to have for them in what kind of company they need to be looking for um, and just what they need to be looking for in that process? That's a that's a really, really good question, because technology is highly, highly saturated right now. I mean, if you scroll through LinkedIn or just go to like Crunchbase um, you'll see a hundred million dollar round of funding for some random tech company that you've never even heard of, right? Um, likely because they think they can go get a certain market share, whether they have revenue or not. But when I look at a technology company, there's three P's it's, it's product, it's people and it's process, right? So I think people's number one, um, you've got to have the right people in a business as much as technology is great. We can never re replace people. AI does not mean human. It means artificial intelligence, right? Um, product, you know, I can sell air all day long. I mean, we're salespeople, right? But when you truly have a product and you truly have something that that can help somebody, that's where you know you don't you don't have to be a salesy. You, you're more educational. You're more consultative, which is where sales gets really fun. And then process, right? What does that sales process look like? Uh, you know, what is the process that they're using to build technology? What is the process that they're using to onboard folks? We talked about your extensive training program, right? These are the things that make sense. Um, and again, you can have all the funding in the world. You can have this huge market to go after. But if you don't have those things, then, uh, you know, it becomes a struggle. And, you know, I'm on the sales side. I always look at revenue numbers. If, if a company is doubling, tripling every year, that's not a bad sign, too. Yeah. You know, and it, I'm smiling because... Throughout all of season one, if somebody's listened and followed all the way through, we've had a lot of different salespeople on here. We've had a lot of different industries. We've had a lot of different people from all different backgrounds, colleges, and everything. And they all say the same thing. It's all about people at the end of the day. It's all about educating. If you're in any business you're selling, I don't care what it is, you're selling it if you're if you're in a business. It's all about the education of that product. Do they need it? What what need do they have and how does what you have fill it? And then the process, which is something I think technology really gets into more than any other industry, which is how do you look at the data and how do you ma maximize your efficiency? I think some people hear technology, like you said, or AI, and they think, oh, we're trying to get rid of the first two. We're trying to get rid of people, trying to get rid of the education. That's not what you're trying to do at all. You're trying to make it more efficient to where that customer has a better experience, to where that customer leaves with a smile on their face at the end of the day instead of being a little bit confused because you've right. already talked about that same thing multiple times. Um, and, and that's why I wanted to end our, our season one with technology. We've had a couple other people who've come on from technology spaces. We're going to have a couple more in season number two. But I wanted you to talk a little bit about the insurance space. Obviously, I'm passionate about that. You are too. What do you see technology being like in the insurance space and where is that going to create opportunities for some of the people listening to have careers in the future? 100%. So, you know, and, and I want to put this the most delicate uh, way that I can. I mean, when you look at insurance, it's been around for so long, which means that you've got a lot of organizations where things have been done for a certain way for a very long time. And that may have worked for them 
up until now. And you may have, you know, a 70 year old, 65 year old producer. I literally talk to them all the time. You know, they're, they're great people, but you know, working off your Blackberry, that's not going to work for, you know, the 25 year old young gun who's going to come in uh, when it's time for that guy to retire. Uh, they're going to want technology. They're going to want process alongside that technology. So, you know, half of what I sell is software, maybe even less than that. Really, again, the other piece of that is what is the process behind it? What is the value? Why am I doing this? Because I'm going to put time and effort and I need to get that back. So around that, I think we need more integrated systems because, you know, a lot of times I, I run into situations where I'm talking to an enterprise, some of the largest agencies out there, and they're using seven, eight solutions together with duct tape and Band-Aid and mud that they've put together. And maybe they're talking, maybe they're not. And it creates real, real business challenges. You know, duplicate injury on hundreds and hundreds of people, that's a lot of time. When you can do 30, 40% of your communication automated, and you've got people sending these emails and texts all day long, and maybe they're doing it, maybe not. You know, there's there's some big gaps there. Um, if if data is falling through the cracks and we don't understand where somebody is in their journey, information about them, and we're not targeting correctly, somebody else is. So it gives you a strategic advantage to really know people um, and and personalize at scale. And I think you know connecting a complex system, which is insurance through technology. Um, is where those folks who nail it are, are truly going to nail it to, to provide less solutions with more opportunity in that solution, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Last question before we get into what makes, what made you the director, senior director of sales at InsureMind, what led you there is what are the pros and cons of the technology industry? If you were telling this to someone who's in college, who's thinking about getting into your industry, what are some of the pros? What are some of the cons? I'll start with pros because we all like to, you know, feel warm and fuzzy inside and there's butterflies will come out of my back while I talk about it. But, um, you know, there's very high growth, you know, companies can go from zero to hero in a very short amount of time. You know, for me, I, I got promoted twice in my first two years and I was tripling what I made the first year in, in my third year. You know, all that is, is really cool, but I've worked really, really hard, man. And, you know, 60, 70, 80 hour weeks are not not foreign to me. Uh, they won't be anytime soon. I've I've found that personally and, and professionally, we are in a very consumer society. I mean, we always want more. It's it's more about what you're willing to give up if you actually want to gain something. And I've I've chosen to give up certain things in my life, and you have to uh, in tech and, and in life if you want to be successful. And it is a little bit cutthroat, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I, I don't choose to be that type of leader, but, you know, the, the cream always rises to the top and, and you've got to fight for it. So the the spoils are there, but it's it also can be a grind for sure. Absolutely. So I want to I want to kind of transition now for the last couple of minutes, and I want you to tell the people listening to this what made you successful. I think this is probably my favorite part of every single episode, which is, it's great for these young people, I think, to hear about our industries because here's the th reality of the situation. They're going to end up in technology. They're going to end up in insurance. They're going to end up in banking and real estate and wealth management. They're just not preparing for those things right now. And yep. I think if they can hear our successes and they can hear the things that we've done to make ourselves set apart from other people we went to college with or we've, we worked with, 
then maybe that can inspire them to maybe move on a little quicker timeline than you and I did. And so I want you to just for the last couple of minutes here, tell everybody what are some of the things that you've done practically to make yourself so successful at the age of 28? Well, you got to start off with humility. I mean, uh, I'm a, I'm a God fearing man and I believe he's helped me my entire life. So I can attribute a lot of credit there. Second part of it is luck. I've, I've been in the right place at the right time, but you know, to, to tap myself on the back now, I mean, again, I've, I've worked incredibly hard when I was starting out as a sales development rep. Uh, I was first one in last one out. Uh, I was building lists at night as opposed to during the day. So when I was calling, I was emailing, that's what I was doing for 10 hours straight. Um, I was eating my really terrible bologna and cheese sandwich at my desk or in a small dim lit room where I was making cold calls. And, you know, I, I, I beat out my competition because I did that. And, you know, then when it came time to go into a closing role and I was competing with people that were 10, 15 years older than me, you know, I said, how do I get a leg up? Um, at one point during that stint, I, I did like 250 days straight of working out. And I, I told myself every day, Hey, you know, you can go party with your friends on a Tuesday. Um, you can slack off and sit on the couch and, and play Xbox all night long. I, I really wanted to get ahead and, um, you know, I've had fun too. I've had a ton of fun. I don't want to say that I haven't, but you know, I've, I've put in the time I've tried to, to get with the right people. Uh, mentorship has been really, really big. That would be one of my largest encouragements is I've got multiple people that I can reach out to, um, whether I'm struggling with something personally, you know, I, I literally have standing meetings every week with multiple mentors who are where I want to be in five years and where I want to be in 10 years. Um, and they coach me on day-to-day -day situations. Um, and then, yeah, like, what are you willing to give up? Like, do you have to be at the pool every Saturday? Probably not. You know, there, there is opportunities to grow every single day. So I would say that would be how I, how I got here. And, you know, to be honest with you, you only need to, to be hyper successful at a company once to start to, to build some brand equity. And, you know, the first one that I went, you know, we went 15 X revenue in three years and I went from SDR to our top sales rep closing 25% of our company's revenue. I had mentors in the company. I had stuck it out that whole time. I had grinded and I had given up a lot during that time to get there. You know, without that, I, I probably would have been run of the mill and I'd still probably be run of the mill. So I want to go back to something you said, because I think it's, it's something I'm going to take it back to the first episode we had from this season. Um, we had another guy on here, life insurance guy, and he was talking about how he deals with uh, his agents. He's a, he's a broker. He works with agents as well, how his agents are so much older. And one of the questions I asked him was, how do you talk to those guys and get them to respect you? And, and what, do, what do you do to make them want to work with you? And you said something right there reminding me of that. You said that you were in a room with people 10 to 15 years older than you, and you had to figure out how am I going to be better than them? What was the answer that you had from that question? You know, I, I go back to where we started our, our show as well. You know, I, I was a 10 year old in an antique shop selling antiques to people who were antique brokers. Like they come in I, and you have to realize they're, they're people too, for one, like they love to laugh. They, they put their pants on the same way. They struggle with things that you struggle with. So vulnerability helps a lot. Um, but yeah, being a material expert helps a lot too. You know, I've, I've, learned a lot over the last four or five months. And when you can educate somebody and you can teach somebody that's valuable, people want to learn. They don't get on the phone with you because they want to just be friends. I mean, not, not for these purposes, right? And your age but, doesn't matter anymore uh, at that point either. Right. 
Right. Um, and, and people are, are willing to listen if, if you have something valuable to offer. So, you know, that vulnerability, that being human, uh, you know, we're not a business to business. We're not business to consumer. We're human to human, man. And that's what people need to realize is I'm selling to Jackson. I'm not selling to Royal Insurance. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Tucker, what what would you say to end end season one, to end this episode? What would be your advice to those people in college who are looking at technology as an industry that they want to get into? They're maybe looking at insured tech as something that they're wanting to get into. What is your advice to those people about just your industry and where it's going to be five, ten years from now? I'll go to two things. The, the first VP of sales, uh, Kevin Vaines, told me when I was starting early on, and I'll never forget these two lines. And the first is slow down to speed up. can be taken a lot of different ways, but the way that I take it right now is put process in place, understand where you want to go and how you can get there, and then be strategic about those things, right? Slow down to speed up and you will get there. Because I, I like to run through walls and just try and bulldog it a lot of times and you know, that can bite you a little bit. Um, and then the second thing is don't get too high, don't get too low. It's very, very easy when you're closing deals, when you're, you know, top of the leaderboard to just be riding that high so hard. Believe me, you will get brought back to earth and you will be humbled at some point. So when the highs are good, it's all cool. When the lows are bad, it's all cool. You just, you gotta, you gotta try and stay mellow. Both those things are way easier said than done, but that would be my advice. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Being in the sales industry myself, can't get too high, can't get too low. Uh, you got to trust in the processes. You got to go back to, to your first point there, which is you got to trust in your processes, do it over and over and over again, uh, adapt them and find success, obviously, in, in whatever industry you're in. So, Tucker, I appreciate you being with us. I appreciate everybody for listening to season number one. Hopefully season number two is a lot better. Maybe season number one, episode 20, will be the best one that we've ever done, though. Right, Tucker? And uh, yeah, Say, That's what we want. Yeah. So uh, appreciate you being on today. Appreciate everybody li for listening in and uh, looking forward to season number two of The One and Done. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs>